So Crisp, a tasty bite-sized podcast that serves business, bravery, branding, beauty, sex, love, motherhood, womanhood, feminism, labels, psychology, marketing, messaging, mavenry, musicals, and the mess we call life. All deliciously dished up and ready to consume. In fact, is there anything we don't discuss? Not with Jay Crisp Crow, copywriting queen from Crisp Copy in the kitchen. I hope you're hungry. This episode is brought to you by the Crisp Copy Class, part course, part community, all class. Join smart, funny, brilliant businesswomen like Denise and me, I'm in there too, and learn how to write your own website and email copy with style. Now, if I say the word psychic, do you immediately imagine late night phone calls to a hotline connecting with a woman with tangled hair wearing crushed purple velvet, speaking to you in a husky, lingeringly mysterious voice while manhandling a crystal ball? I'm about to introduce you to Denise Litchfield, who is, in her own words, allergic to new age fluff, but has been bumping into dead people for as long as she can remember. Today, we're talking about the psychic label and all its connotations with lycra wearing, tattooed and cool as heck powerhouse, Denise Litchfield. Denise, tell us about your childhood growing up seeing dead folk and being labelled the weird kid. Hi, Jay. It's, it's awesome to be here. I'm so happy to chat with you. Um, yeah, growing up, seeing dead folk. Well, you see, I was just a really shy kid, really? you know, and, and a really sensitive kid. And as I grew up and I, you know, realised more about this unseen world, I started to get to know other people and their stories are funnily familiar. Like a lot of those people who have that abilities to see beyond, you know, this 3D world or feel or sense or, or, or hear, they grow up sort of having imaginary friends and, you know, uh, oh, I never had an imaginary friend, but, you know, I used to talk to my teddy bears and I used to have tea parties and I swear they talk back to me. <laughs> That's so, cool. So do you think that imaginary friends really are imaginary? I don't. I, I think they know, uh, especially when you start reading into the biographies of other really famous mediums, uh, they, their imaginary friends actually were uh, either their spirit guides or their, you know, dead rallies. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. And, and do, did when you were growing up and you, how, how did you know that you were the weird kid? Oh, my goodness. You, do you remember, I'm dating myself, but the Munsters. <laughs> Remember the monsters, right? I and the way they just gently, lovingly had their cousin Marilyn, but they had this sort of look on their face, like, "Well, oh, she's the weird kid, but we don't talk about it." <laughs> and that was you. I was with, me. With cousin Marilyn. Yeah, and I really, you know, I was hidden the library at school breaks because I was so shy, mm. and um, you know, I was obsessed with witches, and I got notes home from school saying, "Can you please make that kid wear any other color than black?" <laughs> totally emo before emo was invented so yeah it's pretty uh pretty okay with being weird yeah and so do you always remember like was there a time that you saw your first spirit what, what do you call them I mean you call them dead dead people right. <laughs> obviously <laughs> to amuse yourself but what do you call how do you label the people? A spirit person. Yeah, a spirit. I would say spirit person, but that's only now that I'm kind of learning the lingo. Yeah. Know? So who were they to you when you were little? Well, they were just misty shapes to me. Right. Um, you know, or, or I would sense them. And when I was really, really, really little, like before I could speak, I used to uh, feel and go with this singing, what I called the singing ladies, and they were just these silvery sort of, I don't know, 
I guess they were spirit. <laughs> you can't, you know how you have these experiences when you're a kid and you don't really know where to put them and you don't have the proper box or the proper label, but they are nonetheless an experience. Yeah. I've and, you, and you don't know that they're weird yet. No, they're just <laughs> your experience. Yeah. Ella used to have, we used to call her an imaginary friend. Her name was Hanny Woo Woo. Ooh. And, um, and she talked about Hanny Woo. She talked about Hanny Woo Woo for probably about a year. And then, um, one day I said to her, what does Hanny Woo Woo look like? And she said, well, if you didn't, if you couldn't see through her, she would have brown hair and she wears gumboots and she was wearing gumboots on the day that the car hit her because she didn't cross the road fast after. And we just started telling me this whole story about Hanny Woo Woo and what she would look like if she wasn't see-through if you couldn't see the rest of the yeah, world yeah. through her and I was like yeah. oh okay <laughs> and what right. did you do as a mum what did you well do? we talked about Hanny Woo Woo a lot because she had spent a significant amount of time in our house mm. and then we got to we would she was doing swimming lessons for the first time she must have been about five mm. and she said um Hanny Woo Woo is going to teach me how to swim to the bottom of the pool um like her and not come up and we were like oh. okay that's it Hanny Woo Woo's mm. gonna go so um, we, my uncle is quite, um, my uncle is quite hit with the woo. Mm. And um, so I called him up and he'd always had a real um, connection with Ella, even before mm. she was born. He used to rock up to my house and say, the baby wants corn, I think. And he would have brought me corn. Yeah, um, so yeah, so they had a thing. So he did a, he did a bit of a smudgy smooch moo. And, um, and the next morning she woke up and she said, oh, honey, we, we went to Hollanden. And we were like, where's Hollanden? She said, I don't know, but I can't go there. And so that was it. That was the end of that Honey was, Woo Woo. That was the end of Honey Woo Woo. Yeah, she went to Hollanden, which I'm, I'm assuming is a lovely place because my uncle's a lovely man and he of wouldn't course. have sent her somewhere not nice. No. So, well, it's all, it's all lovely in the spirit world anyway. Oh, go- oh um, really? Yeah, it's all lovely in the spirit world. Everyone gets to go to the right spot just oh. for them. So. Oh, I'm glad- oh, see, now I'm really glad that we had this conversation. because yes. I. You You're worried that-, that you'd banish her to some limbo or something. Well, you know, you don't want to be responsible for some see-through child's bad experience. <laughs> but they come because they want to, not because yeah. they're stuck. Or they often come because there is a need or a way they can help. Yeah. So, you know, um, she, Hanny Woo was obviously a child and she saw another child that, you know, could actually see her. So that's a bonus, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, yeah. they come to hang out for a while. So yeah. Oh, yeah. her job was, was done. That. I was hit yeah. with that. Ella used to talk to the bottom of trees and fairies and, and Jackson, mm. who's three years older than her, one day said to me, oh, I'm really sad because I don't see those things anymore. And I was like, oh. oh, really? And he said, yeah. And Ella still gets to talk to them and I don't. And I was like, oh, babe, that sometimes that happens when you grow up. You How forget. old was he when he said that? Oh, he's probably about six or seven. Yeah, seven's when they change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. He was seven now and it's just, anyway, it's all different. So <laughs> label the weird kid. I think, yes. do you think that there is a celebration of, of embracing labels like that? Oh, completely. I'm a big celebrator of all labels. (laughs) I would, you know, I would take back all kinds of words and make them empowering again. Right. And weird is one of them. Um, Yeah. We need to, you know, we need to fly our freak flags. I yeah, really yeah. think so. And, yeah. and bust through a lot of the, the, the old fashioned, and it is so old fashioned, you know, this crystal ball handling, crushed bubble velvet stuff, you know, it's very, it's so 80s. And I know 80s are, are back, but boy, they can stay there, those ones. <laughs> um, and, yep. and embrace the contemporary 21st century viewpoint of, 
you know, of what a psychic looks like now because we've all we've got tats or piercings or you know when i go to the spirit world and i come back as a message i'll be having tats and colored hair you know so no one better not describe me as a little old lady that cooked and baked because i hate baking <laughs> well you're one of the coolest people i know both online and offline it's no surprise that i have a massive psychic crush on you um <laughs> crushed purple velvet is obviously not your thing you talk about right. it quite a lot yeah um but the purple hair vegan cupcakes the yep. love of the rescue dog yep. bruce yep. totally 100 percent your thing so how you've really built this amazing brand but also tackled all these misconceptions about the label psychic yeah. so how have you done that give us a little rundown on what actually being psychic can look like and how you've taken all the you know, all the fluff that comes with the label and turned it into, you know, a brand that people really love. Mm, see, that's so funny because I never started out to create a brand. You know, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't back when I started, I started with, you know, I, I remember in 2015, I thought, oh, well, I better get some practice here, you know, because I was doing a, a meeting, one of my first mediumship courses, I better get some practice. So I thought, well, I better set up a Facebook page and I clicked, you know, clicked send or publish or whatever it was. And I sat back, I thought, now what? You know, I had no idea. The whole um, world will see me. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, build it and they will come. Yeah. Work for Kevin Costner, but not so much for anyone else. And um, so I, I thought, oh, what do I do? And so I needed to balance my business knowledge with my mediumship and psychic knowledge. But all throughout there, the thing, the thing with me, I mean, it's lovely that people say I've got a lovely brand and I, I think it's very flattering, but I'm just trying flat out to be me. I just, yeah, that's it, you know, and I wasn't born with the tact app. Um, you probably <laughs> noticed that, right? And I, I, I find it difficult and I've just got to <laughs> say it, you know, and so um, uh, that has been part of my branding because how else can it not? You end up just being you and I, and I've gotten to the age now where, you know, I, I'm well into my fifties and I just don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> it, 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 it's like, look, this is me. You know, I, I, I've tried so hard in my life to try and find out who I was Yeah. as we all do on our personal journeys. You know, who am I, who am I not? And then I got to that stage where I thought, I just, it's too exhausting to try and be somebody else. Yeah. 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 And we've so, talked, we've talked about this on a couple of episodes yeah. now about that. Um, when you when you just do yourself, it becomes so much easier. You don't have to have that kind of upkeep of trying to balance two entities, your own, your personal self, and then this kind of business brand entity that you create with, you know, all this other advice that you get. And then somehow you have to kind of like manage it. Yeah. It's like you're a PR person for your own brand. Yes. And it, you know what? People can smell authenticity. They can. And I know authenticity is like a, to one of those terrible words where it should just die. But I'm so um, glad we're it, on the same page. Right uh, yeah. Um, that and resonate, but don't get me started on that <laughs> list. Um, so there, you know, like, but people can smell it. People can mm. smell when you're real and when you're coming from the heart. And this is such an interesting topic on the psychic journey because the psychic work is, you know, working with your soul because psychic means from the soul and so there's this interesting circle that you come because you think well if i need to be psychic i need to find out who i am as a soul and so the journey starts right yeah so tell us what what tell us what a psychic for anybody that doesn't know who's who mm. well maybe there's a misconception about what psychics yeah. do yeah what do you, what what is a psychic 
Well, a psychic is just simply somebody that can blend their energy or their aura or their energy field with somebody else and get information. And it is a somebody or a something or a some place as well. Wow. So you've all heard about the people that can, well, you've probably gone to those places, you know, the jails, the battlefields, the Auschwitzes, mm. that's, and you feel those things. Well, you're picking up on the energy of the place. Mm. And then, it, so a psychic is somebody that simply by, by intention can control their energy field to blend with a somebody, but that's somebody living. So that's a, a psychic, a medium does the same thing, but they work with the dead. And so, yeah. Okay. So, so you, you meet me and you blend your Denise-ness with my Janus and you get yes. messages from my energy and all and the energy that's around you. And <laughs> Yeah. And permission. I think that's one of the biggest things that I took from my session with you is that, is that permission, exactly what you just talked about is permission yes. to be a thousand percent J, which I really loved. So, yes. and I think a lot, like I remember telling my friends that I'd had this incredible experience with you and they were like, because I'm, I, I really put off for a long time going to have my palm read, yeah. um, any of that kind of stuff, because part yeah. of me is a little bit like, do you know what? I kind of know what I know. And there are some things that I don't need to know about yet. <laughs> <clears throat> And so I'm really picky about about who I let in my yeah. to check out my stuff, so you my junk be. in the trunk. Yeah, I'm like yeah, I'm just I might just yeah protect that a little bit. But I, when I had a session with you, it was very much from a business perspective. And I when mm. I said to my friends, well, I can't, I'm I'm made this appointment with this woman because I wanted my business psychic, and they were like, what? Mm. They what? So uh, it was that was kind of really interesting. And we did talk about business. I mean, you know, we you and I always talk about you know, husbands and dogs and kids and mm. stuff and life and pl pl cupcakes, pl cupcakes, food. Um, but you do work with other business women mm. to help them figure out what they need to figure out. Mm. Um, and you also train women who want to be psychics as a career. Yes. Don't you? Yes, I You're do. And that's my favourite spot. That's my is happy it? place. It is my happy place. <laughs> teaching, teaching, teaching. I, I started out teaching when I was 28 years old, aerobics. So I've been teaching adults for half my adult life. And um, I, just, I just like it. But teaching other people how to access that innate gift. Mm. Yeah, that's where it really blows my skirt up. Mm, cool. So um, you say in, on your web, in your website copy that you didn't start out thinking you teach others how to be psychic, but mm. when you discovered, and this is, these, I pulled this from your website, the mountain of misinformation out there and how it kept people small and fearful, you had to open your big mouth. And so, I did, yes. <laughs> so tell us about some of the things that people tell themselves um, and therefore, you know, what they tell you about why they can't right. possibly be psychic. Like tell us. Tell us oh, all the good juicy stories. Well, you know, first of all, they think they've got to protect themselves with, I don't know, ropes of garlic or a mountain of crystals or something like that. And, of course, that's really sad when I hear that because they, they've read somewhere along the line that there's bad energies or negative spirits out there and it's just not true. And all that does is keep you fearful because in order to be psychic, you have to open up your energy. Yeah. And, and do it confidently and fearlessly. And, and really, uh, if you're working from a good place and it's all, you know, high vibe and everything, then that's what you're going to get back because, hello, law of attraction. Mm. 
So there's that. But most things, the most thing I see with my students that sign up for the Psychic Connection Package, which is my little course that I run, um, they are scared of opening their mouths. They have this brilliant, brilliant downloads, information, awarenesses, insights, and they're so scared to open their mouths and say it because they think they might be wrong. Right. And, and that, you know, the good part about that is, A, it's not a psychic issue, it's a mindset issue, it's a confidence issue, so easy peasy. Mm. Um, but it's just, it's letting the floodgates open and going, you know what, I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. Well, and that, that's, do, that must be across the board for all women in business. Oh yeah, I still I've been I've been sending people words on paper for five years, and I sweat every single time I send a, yep. a finished draft. Yep. Every time exactly. I think, oh, I second guess every word, and I yep. feel sick about it, and then I yep. send it, and I sweat, and if they don't answer within twenty four hours, I'm like, oh my god, they hate you're, it. That means you're shit. Yes. Yep. <laughs> but that's just because we actually care about what we're doing completely. And, and that's where it comes from. The, the integrity is in the right place. Your heart's in the right place because you really do want to help. You want to heal. You want to contribute. And that's the place. And I always say I've got, um, I'm holding a mediumship, a free mediumship thing tonight, actually. And um, with, for my students, and they're all, you know, <laughs> they're packing death right now. I can tell you, <laughs> wetting buckets. And I say to them, when you're nervous, focus on service. Mm. So the attention goes off you and onto the person you're working for with. Oh, I like that. I'm stealing that. Just yeah, so you know. take it. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that there is negative connotations about around the label psychic still? Um, oh, oh, there always will be, you know. Um, we are still coming out of the 80s gypsy style things. Um, a lot of people are still very happily comfortable in that place. Mm. That's fine for them. Um, but, uh, you know, as we're moving more into the 21st century and, and hopefully other people are, you know, they're just being themselves and they're like, because you are, it's a soul thing. You can be yourself and be psychic. You don't have to wear gypsy drag. Gypsy so drag. Um, there, there's that. And, you know, some of the old right <laughs> people aren't really, you know, crazy about us because they don't like, they like it when there's a middleman that they're the only ones that connect to spirit, you know, and I'm kind of, I'm sort of saying, Hey, you don't need a middleman. You don't even need me. Yeah. You can do it yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. You mess, you're messing it up. You're taking oh, the church away. I know. Then we can access it directly and we're yeah. all in trouble. Well, see, that's it because a lot of the, all religions, um, they, they identify mm. with an afterlife. They know there's a heaven, but they're not crazy about any of us talking to them. And we do so that, mm. you know, we're not popular sometimes. So you're always going to be threatening, you reckon? Oh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you have to spill the beans because I, I love that you bring this up all the time. So I really wanted to ask you so that you could answer and give the answer that I know that you're going <laughs> to. Um, apparently, we're all really worried that our guides watch us in the shower. Yes. It's other are. spots too because, like, I, I, I always think, well, I don't really want my great-grandparents seeing me do other things that you might do when you don't have your clothes on. Yes. Yeah. So tell us about that. Oh, I, I grew up as a teenager being convinced that my guides could see me on the toilet. <laughs> and it got to the point where I was, you know, really interfering with my daily business. And um, <laughs> true. And, and so I, I, that's really when it started for me. But no, they, they can't watch us in the shower. Spirit guides, spirit people don't watch us in the shower. A, boring, right? Yeah. B, need to know, and C, they can't actually see 
our physical shapes. You know how ghosts are portrayed, you know, the misty, transparent people like yeah. your daughter saw, right? Yeah. That's how we look to them. Oh, weird. So, wow. Okay. You know, no, they're not going right. to see the deets. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, that's good. Um, this is a question that I actually, I have never asked you before, but I am actually really interested to know about is when you just meet somebody or you're working with them in a non-psychic capacity, do you oh. see stuff that you then just have to go, oh, that's interesting, and not say anything? No, I don't. You don't look? I don't look. Right. Interesting. No. Okay. It's, it's not, it, A, because I'm snooping and I don't have permission. Ooh, and B, okay. because I'm not that, that interested really. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good to know. All right. Then I'm just a narcissist. <laughs> worried about nothing people do worry about that you know yeah. i have had people like move away from me at, at social engagements because they think i you know what color under you know stuff like, yeah honey, i couldn't care less but if but if i tune in i i will but it's it's a bit like i'm not on you know i'm not having yeah. got my psychic hat on <laughs> okay before we go what's the one truth we just have to know about psychic the label the word and being psychic What's the one bit of truth that you would like to impart to all the listeners of So Crisp? Oh, the one truth is that it's so much easier than you think it is. Mm. You really are threatening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And before we go, Denise, what's so crisp in your life right now? Oh, what's so crisp in my life right now? I wish I had an air fryer like your friend did, but <laughs> but I don't. What what's so crisp in my life right now is that I um I'm running a course. Uh, which is the Psychic Connection Package, and I'm getting ready for November. It's a long way away, but yeah, it comes up fast. So mm. that's when I do teach people how to connect and blend their energies and, you know, speak it. And uh, it will be happening before you even know it. So. Yeah, gorgeous. And do you, do you do that a couple of times a year or once a year? Well, three times this year, three which times. is okay. just why, you know, like, oh, my God, it's coming up again. It's happening so. again. <laughs> mm. oh. oh, that sounds awesome. Thank you so mm. much for coming and chatting to me about this very Yay. cool word. You're such a very cool lady. Oh, um, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. So this has been so crisp. And my guest has been Denise Litchfield. She may have brought some floaty friends with her too. Denise <laughs> works with savvy intuitive women who've always known they're psychic and are ready to explore it now because they can't ignore the call any longer. And she wants to help them to use their abilities in a way that doesn't weed out their friends or mean wearing a wardrobe of crushed purple velvet. You can play a shots game in this episode every single time we mention crushed purple velvet. Um, if that sounds like you, look her up. She probably already knows you're coming. You may have noticed this is not a regular Nuts and Bolts podcast about business. We're looking for crisp new ways to discuss wordy elements. So if you have a suggestion, drop me a line. Thank you very much, Denise. Thank may you your day be crisper than a freshly made vegan cannoli. You've been listening to So Crisp with copywriter, copy coach and consultant Jay Crisp Crow. If you've loved this episode, get all the juicy details and links at crispcopy.com.au forward slash podcast. Make sure you never miss a bite by subscribing to So Crisp wherever you get your podcasts. Want to help us spread the deliciousness? Rate and review this show and share with your mates. Remember, if there's a copy question you want nibbled at, email me straight away right now.